And here comes Milwaukee Forbes, another three. Oh, no! <laughs> this is the Random Scrooby Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all, because the last time we did an episode of the Random Scrub Heat Podcast, it was to cap off the 24-hour stream, if you remember correctly. I didn't feel like going in and cutting that to put it, and uh, cutting a 24-hour audio clip to then upload it uh, to the podcast. So I apologize for that if anyone missed out on me and George rambling for what felt like an hour, but it was only like 40 minutes, I think. But yes, now we're actually going to be reviewing uh, Madam Web right now. Everyone listening, next 45 minutes is us talking about Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney and Madam Web. I hope you've seen it because there will be spoilers in this and there's going to be a test at the end too. George, what were your thoughts on Madam Web? What in God's name are you talking about? <laughs> Good enough. All right. That's that that was my reaction in the theater too. Okay, no. I'm if you guys can't tell, the way I'm approaching this episode of the podcast is a lot like how Adam Silver gave his speech after the All-Star game yesterday. Well, that's pretty much how we're doing it. <laughs> well, congratulations. Congratulations, guys. You tuned in. Thanks for fucking. He scored around. Points. Wow. He was like a two thousand and one, like the Monsters Inc. game in the from 2001 on the playstation one wow wow well done that's that was his approach to it and it'll be mine too while we're on the topic of the all-star game before we get into any heat stuff are we all in like unison here agreeing that that was probably the worst all-star weekend that we have seen if not in our lifetime at least in the last two decades most boring for sure for sure in terms in terms of like Excite! I was the least engaged I've ever been into like an All Star Weekend. That is the one that just passed. Like from the events, the skills event has to go. Just swipe that shit clean. It was like it. I remember it was getting pretty ridiculous when they had the Chris Bosh one. When it was Team Bosh versus Team Alonzo Mourning. I forgot. I forgot exactly what it was. But that one was getting a bit ridiculous. Now it's just stupidity. Like it's dumb, man. Get rid of it. The dunk contest is ruined. The, the players don't back. even know what's going on in the skills challenge either. <laughs> like, they right. don't. It's, it's, Did you see the size of those passing thing? The I don't want to have a pause moment, but I guess I'll have to do it. The size of those holes. Oh, the, yes. The, well done, LJ. What are we doing? Why are the holes the size of a fucking ecosystem? Like, why are they so big? It's supposed to be a skills challenge. I, a kindergartner can hit that pass. They should just be. This is this is how all side weekend should go. It should start with. Celebrity game, starting it off. Rookie versus sophomore game, or rookie and sophomore game, like what they used to do. Rising Stars Challenge. The next day, three point, um, three point shoot. You know, scoring. You got the, the the every other event you want to do the slam dunk competition, and you bring everything back to its original. It's it's OG like nineties and two thousands um, sets. Makes the same scoring as the old times. And then you have the all-star game and then you put something incentivizing them at the end of the game to, for, to make them want to actually play, play basketball. And then you got Adam Silver sitting there going, Oh, I don't know where we went wrong. Where, where's the, you didn't change anything. It sucked. The best thing was the, the Steph Curry versus um, Sabrina shootout. That was sick. That was good. That was phenomenal. I won't, that was actually really good, really good. But if that's your one takeaway, one selling point, for an entire weekend, it's not enough. Yeah, I just think like the NBA is trying to make it something where like they want to celebrate these athletes. They obviously make money from it. 
I guess they're trying to promote small shitty towns in the U.S. too. That's awesome. Um, not that any Apples is small, but like it's a small market. Um, You're not a fan of the field house? Nah. You don't, don't like corn, know. Harry? You don't like that corn? I like corn if it's not, you know, ass like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think like they're, I don't know. The whole attempt is like, it's so half-assed, right? Like, Anthony Edwards is like, I'm gonna shoot lefty the whole time. It's like, great, hit some. Like, if you're if you're if that if you're gonna mess around, do like do do it well. Um, I thought it was funny after the game that Wembenyama, who was on his team, was like, these guys are having fun out there. Like, winning is fun, which I think is a <laughs> that's really funny too that he would say like, that is an interesting mentality because it's just like that's how I feel too. Like, winning is fun. If you don't, I mean, if you don't win, obviously you can have a good time, but like the best part of competing is winning. So, and he hasn't gotten a taste of that in the pros yet either. So I understand, I understand that he's like, Hey, I think we have a good opportunity for me to actually feel like I'm competing towards something that I'm that's achievable right now. I mean, that that didn't happen. So that's literally the only thing I I watched this weekend. I saw Ant taking those lefty threes and I was like, I'm good. I don't need this. Um, you know, the dunk contest was horrendous. I don't know if obviously they were trying to, just get Jalen Brown into the finals because they want more, they want bigger players to compete. But I mean, objectively he probably had the worst dunks in the last, like, you know, decade of the competition, maybe ever. I mean, they were horrible. The one where he dunked over the guy who was like sitting down was three foot five and then covered his eyes after it was like, that was one of the worst dunks I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Funny thing. The funniest thing that come out of that entire thing is Kai Sinat's reaction to watching, um, watching what they were saying about him. Uh, I forget it was Shannon, Shannon Sharp was it? Who was, was talking in the post game? It's like, it's like, well, that man's three foot. When he's down, is one and a half, one and a half foot. Watching Kai Sinat's reaction to that one thing was better than anything that happened all that weekend. But you're right, also, Harry. My wife, who does not watch NBA basketball, we she likes what the only time she tunes in is the finals if the Heat are in it. And she'll tune in during All-Star Weekend because she likes watching All-Star Saturday Night. She looked at me during the dunk contest and said, is the only reason that he's like made it to the finals is because he plays for Boston? And I said, said, you're right, baby. You're right. That's exactly why he made it. Because how does Jalen Brown jump over Kai Sinat sitting, who is three feet tall sitting, and he gets, and all the judges who I don't even want to get into because that was that was the worst panel of judges I've ever seen in my entire life. He gets, he moves on with like, what would that dunk at like a forty-eight or something? I don't know what the number was. I know that him jumping over a human being sitting down got more points than Hame Hakez dunking over Shaquille O'Neal, who you know is like seven foot two. I, I feel like that's kind of a little bit better, but. I don't know. You had you had Kenny Kenny Smith being racist and being uh, sexist on the broadcast the entire night. I thought that was actually the worst part because I think objectively everyone said like Steph versus Sabrina was the best part of the weekend, and then for him to like take a dump on that when it was like I didn't even understand his take. Right, so she decided to shoot. She decided to shoot at the same line, so there was no advantage there. And okay, she shot with a smaller ball, whatever. That's the ball that she shoots with all the time. She essentially scored, no guy scored more than her, than Steph, who won. Um, I thought it was a very impressive showing, right? You never know what you're going to get in these things. Like people were saying this weekend, um, 
Oh, we got to get Duncan Robinson back in the three-point contest. Why? He tried. He sucked. We don't need to see that again. He was he so He's bad. the reason we didn't sweep. He, was he said, bring bad. out the brooms. He, he chose. Brother, they handed you the broom. You dropped it. He didn't. He's the reason they yeah. didn't sweep it. So I was just, I was a bit confused why they were, like, I didn't, I, I don't want to say what I want to say about Kenny. I think there's like, I think he gets a little too toasty for these things and just like lets it all out. I, I just think you need to like, Sit back. I think a big part of like sometimes the issue people like TNT because it's fun and they're joking around and um together they usually do like a funny job of recapping games and it like it is entertaining to watch them after a game. You're not going there for analysis and like none of those guys like the new age of basketball. They don't like they don't do a good job of selling the game. Like I think. Um, you know, I think like Allen Iverson has done a really good job of like promoting the new age players. Uh, Kobe was doing a good job of that before uh, he passed away. Like there are guys who really respect basketball and understand that it's growing and understand that the game is getting better as athletes become stronger, faster, you know, better at their craft. Like the NBA now is better than it was back then. If you like it back then, it's because of, the nostalgia you have for the game, but like them beating the shit out of each other in the eighties doesn't mean the game was better. It just means it was more violent because they let them get away with that. Like the game is the best it'll be, and it'll be better in 10 years. Like the, the evolution of basketball will continue. You have to have people that like the game and enjoy talking about the game and like watching it and aren't jealous of the money and the fame and the accolades that they're getting now in this Twitter era. And I really think that's the issue. Like, I don't know if you guys heard like Shaq was doing some podcasting with Jason Kelsey at the all-star break. Like no offense to Shaq, but like, he sounds like a sad old man. I know things have like happened in his life that he didn't like, but you know, I'm, and I'm sorry about that and things that have happened, but like promote the game. Don't be jealous of, you know, every big man he has to put down instead of just saying, yo, these guys are awesome. Like, I don't know if they're better than me, but they're awesome and they're good for the game. So I feel like Kenny and Charles and these guys have to do the same thing, mocking the game and things like that. It's just don't think it's going to promote it the way they want it to. And I think that's having an effect on like the weekend itself, kind of what George was saying is, is like people are going to get mad and say, oh, they used to play hard. They used to do this. Yo, it's 2024. We have to admit as a society that we put like a lot more stock into mental health and other things and like taking care of yourself. This is like the one break these dudes have throughout the year. If they're not, if they're not in the game, I'm sure they're like on vacation with their families or spending time with their families. Like if you're going to send these dudes to Salt Lake City last year, uh, Indianapolis this year, do something that like makes it fun. Change it up. Do a three on three contest. Um, you know, put some oh. money on the line. Like you saw how you saw how into it they were about the the in season tournament, which no one knew how that was going to go. But they gave a million dollars to the, everyone on the winning team, and that it's like, like the way that they've done the Rising Stars Challenge too, like the individual teams, and it's like bracketed kind of thing. I love that. I think it's that that's one of the best things yep. of the Friday night you know, lineup that they have. Like the celebrity game's fun. It's gotten a little less fun for me while I just watch, you know, NFL players go out there and take 30 plus shots, which is not my definition of a celebrity all-star game. But 
hey, if Micah Parsons is, it feels so, you know, absolute terrible at, at his job in the NFL, then he needs to come over to the NBA and get 31 shots. Do you, man? If that's if you're gonna lose every every year in the first round of the playoffs and you gotta, you know, get your steam off in the celebrity all-star game of the NBA weekend, cool. But I don't want to see that on my television. But back to your point, Harry, I, th- I think a bracketed idea of like a three-on-three tournament with the All-Stars would be exactly like you don't need to you don't need to like reinvent the wheel, right? Like just tweak it like that. I think that would be enough to get asses in seats. Keep keep the celebrity game. Keep the three-point contest. Keep the, all those little sideshows are fine, except for the get get whatever the hell they're doing the skills contest now out of there and finish it off. What they did with Bam and and Demontis Sabonis a few years ago was okay. Wasn't great. But it was okay. It was watchable. It was entertaining. People could still, yeah. People could still work out there and, and support their favorite players. It happens all the time. Now no one gives a shit because no one knows what's happening. Three point the the, the, the all star game. Scrap it. Honestly, scrap the three, the all star game. Have exactly what you're saying. Do the three on three on three. You you get random. You get your all stars every year. Yep, these are your all stars. Put a three. Put three on a team randomly. Randomly selected. Go play. Whoever wins wins million bucks together to share you know decide how you want to split it you guys sell or put it all to charity who cares put all the charity at the other day then you're fighting for a cause then give something just just putting kai sanat in the dunk contest uh, stop with that crap you know unless it's an ex-nba legend like what they do with shack and by the way six dunks over shack isn't isn't entertaining anymore this isn't fun it was fun when it was Taco uh, Taco Fall because it was a seven foot six guy standing there and you had to clear him. It's hard. Kai Sinat, though, Jalen Brown should be banned. Banned. And I swore when I saw the way he played and he was stat padding in that in that all and by the way, they all stat pad. It's not just Jalen Brown, but the way he was except, stat padding. Except for Bam. Except, except for Bam, Bam, who never gets the ball passed. Bam, Bam's the anti stat padder. He 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 got in the game, it was just this is, this is just a little job, bit man. of bad radio for you guys. George is pantomiming, uh, <laughs> throwing a ball off of somebody's yes. back. There you go. I had, oh, wait, I had yes, to cover yes. the listeners. We're going to post it on YouTube, but I had That's I had true. to cover for the listeners who are just going to be bad. listening. My on, bad, on but I think it's it's ridiculous. Jalen Brown should be kicked out because then in 22 minutes, he had the exact same amount of points as, as Dame. And I sat there. I'm like, Dame deserves this MVP. Please give it to him. And I saw, I swear to God, if they gave it, if they gave it to Jalen Brown, I was going to freak the bleep out. All right. So what you're telling me though is it. that John Collins, Amelia Earhart uh, compilation didn't move you all those years ago. No, didn't. That's a shame. I don't know who the second person is. I don't know who John Collins is. <laughs> he you know who Amelia Earhart is. You don't know who Amelia Earhart is. Okay. He dressed up as an old timey pilot <laughs> and and soared in the air. I know a lot of people. Is that what he was wearing? A little like scarf, that. little white scarf. Yes, yeah. It's the weirdest. Yeah, I, I, the I was flight so, aviation helmet. I was so fucking confused. Like you couldn't understand. I sat down. I'm like, okay, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I guess they don't have. <laughs> I'm going to drink. Yeah. I haven't cared at all. I don't. I, don't care. I couldn't care at all about the these events. If you want to do give some legacy things, go give get Dell, Steph, and Seth Curry on a team together versus like. Anyone else? Put have have the legacy competition. Get Clay, his brother, and his dad on. And I don't know if his dad's around still. Hopefully, he is. But is David Thompson still around? <laughs> I think so. Pretty, I don't. I think... That'd be pretty messed up if he wasn't around. And I'm just saying, they should put him on the court. 
He should, he should be playing against Brother, Del closest friend is dirt, and George is like, get him on the floor. <laughs> Suit up, man. Suit up. Bro, Please. lace him up. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. So I think I think dedicating 60 minutes to that the, the, the joke that is the NBA. One thing as well. Was enough. I, I want to point something out with Harry. You go know ahead, what? Go I ahead. agree with you, Harry. You know, if, 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 if Chuck and Kenny want to talk shit about the game that much, how about you? How about they get involved with All-Star Weekend? Huh? Not just Shaq doing this. How about you do a four-on-four competition with someone else? You get Ernie, Kenny, Shaq, and uh, and Chuck on the same team. Put them against anyone else. So they want to talk shit about the, the game now. Let's see how well they can play. You might yeah, get a couple knees absolutely getting blown out. It on does television. not bother me. I don't <laughs> yeah, care. That, that would I would do that Friday night. And I also – I would do – I would go back to the old skills competition, but I would get the worst skilled players in the NBA. So I'd get like um, Thanos. By Bogdanovich. Yeah, I think that'd be elite. Like get the guys that can't dribble, can't like, can't really <laughs> shoot. I would love to see who would come out of that. I think that Jalen be... Brown left hand only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown left hand only. I, like I think that's kind of like. I think you have to have fun with it, and I think for if you want real competition, there has to be an incentive like. Thinking that guys now are going to show up to these places. Also, you're like, listen, people can say whatever you want, and it's in their contract. They need to show up to All Star game if they're selected, but they're risking injury and other things that, you know, their teams really, you know, God forbid something happened to one of these guys. I mean, I just tweeted earlier, like, you know, Dwayne broke Kobe's nose in an All Star game. I mean, Kobe loved it because Kobe's was a sicko, but I mean, you know, if you lose a guy for any significant time after the Ulster break, you'd be pissed. So you need – that's why I think like a three-on-three, they wouldn't have to be out there that long. They can play to 11 or something, and you have teams and – or a one-on-one competition if they could suck up their pride. Like that would be amazing. No, that's never going to happen. Next you time. you can finagle a, a 3v3, but you can't – there's no shot they do a 1v1, as entertaining as it would be. Yeah, but something like that I think – you know, it needs tweaks. And George, if they want to scrap the game entirely, go for it. Cause it's like, it's not exciting. Luca taking, you know, 70 foot heaves is not in a middle of the game is stupid. I would have won a four leg parlay if he hit that, by the way. Really? I also would have won it if he didn't get rim stuffed. But again, you know what? Do the G League special. Get some of the worst play. Get Go get G League athletes. Dangle a three year contract in front of them. Yeah, that's right. On any team, it does not matter. Go for any team. And then the NBA will subsidize that contract. It's not coming out of the owner's pocket. It's coming out of the NBA's pocket. You are playing with this guy. Okay? And it's a random you spin. see people clawing for blood. Yeah, that, I, I want to see Jamari Bouye and oh, here it is. Williams. Okay. I want to see them break someone's leg and tear ACLs out there for that contract. I want them to go and just... just George wants like the that. fucking NBA Hunger Games is what he wants. I do. Basically. That's what he's campaigning for. Three, for one three-year contract. Let's move on. I think that's I a good to, call. I'm sorry, Harry. You understand that. I can't help it. I have to do it once a show. It's like a quota. He has a he has a partnership with Jamari Bouye's camp where he has to he has to mention him once. Okay, speaking of someone we've already touched on, though, I know people wanted actually for us to talk on this. Hey, yo. Nope, come on. To touch on something, not someone, Ricky J. Mark. I know you listen. Um, Jalen Brown. A lot of people we had we didn't talk about this because this happened um, just in the dead space where we just didn't have a podcast. Jalen Brown bitching Duncan Robinson, um, and then nobody standing up for Duncan Robinson. That 
I wanted to talk about this the day it happened and we were originally going to record, but then we just wound up pushing it back. Um, there have not been many times in the last couple years where watching a Miami Heat basketball game will actually frustrate me. Like I'll meme it up, you know, like I'll, I'll ramp it up a little bit and I'll, I'll get emotional for a joke. But I was genuinely frustrated at that game against Boston. That what was that? Where uh, no, they they had broken the seven game losing streak at that point. But the fact that they that no one stood up for Duncan really annoyed me because I'm like we all bitched about Udonis not doing shit on the bench for the last almost decade. Right. He would have done something there. The whole, remember when they played Philly a couple of years ago and Dwight Howard was trying to bitch somebody, you yeah, don't him in the game for like two minutes and got ejected. Like you would have went from, uh, you know, being allowed on the bench to not being allowed on the bench next game. So. He would not had UD been on the team. He would have not been allowed to be on the team ever again. Had he been on the court for what Jalen Brown tried to fucking do? I think you're right. I mean, at some point, like, you would like someone else to to get up in his face and, you know, get a technical or whatever just to... Yeah, that's it. Just a technical. You don't have to get ejected. You don't have to swing on a dude. Bump your yeah, chest. But, like, but let you him know, know that's not going to fly. But maybe they also, like, I don't know. We don't know the dynamics of the team. Maybe, maybe they kind of knew Duncan could stand up for himself because, like, he went over there and was like, you know... Brown was yapping and tried to say that there was anything remotely legal. It was so obvious that it was both a cheap play and he was trying to hurt Duncan. And Duncan was like, "What are you going? What are you going to do about it? Like you're not that dude." He called Courtney to his face, and that's worse. Like Duncan Robinson does not have a reputation as like a very like not that he's meek or anything, but just not he's not a dude that's going to get in your face. So the fact that like. He shook. You tried to tear his arm out of the socket. He shook that off. Comes down the court, and Brown's like starting whatever, and he's like, "Brother, you're not that dude. Like, what are you gonna do?" He did. That? He said, "You're not that guy, pal." And, and there's like, no, no one was insane. impressed either. As in the post game, he was sitting there, and, go, and he and Brown said word for word, "He goes, uh, I don't know what he was trying to do, but he'll, I can guarantee you something. He'll never try and do that again." And no one said anything. No one's like, "Okay, well done." Well done for for showing Duncan Robinson what he's playing. Don't pull out the nine, Jamal. Well, like one have, of those. I, I I sat there and I was sitting there going, "What have you proven that you you're stronger than six foot eight Duncan Robinson, six foot seven Duncan Robinson?" Well done. Like like enjoy enjoy the enjoy the victory. Now the best thing is I love when the Celtics these players Celtics players they 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 have their egos up here. They got the best team in the, in the league through the regular season. They think that they're, they're hot shit. And they go to the playoffs and they get absolutely fucking beat the shit out of because, and, and, and they're like, oh, four max contracts won't do it now. What are we supposed to do? Like, can't do this shit now. It doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference for me. Like, they, I, I, I just love seeing their expectations go from here to here. Their egos go here to here and then smash it down even further. Like, no one, no one's scared of the Celtics. No one's scared of the Celtics. And no one's scared of them. Duncan's been absolutely on fire since that confrontation. Uh, I was actually like, you know, when the, when the All-Star game was coming up, the break was coming up, I was like, good, they kind of need some time to regroup and figure this out. And, you know, hopefully Jimmy's okay. We haven't really had any updates on what's going on with him personally. So hopefully, you know, he, everything's okay with him and his family. But, yo, they were hot. Like, to go into to go into Milwaukee and shoot the lights out and beat them, nice win. Next night, which you know, this team on back to backs are just it's such a crapshoot to win at the Sixers. Which LG and I were talking pre show like 
that could be an important win in the standings and stuff, beating Philly. So, like, I don't, I didn't really want the break. I mean, obviously, now that we're looking at the schedule and it's like, yes, six, six road games in a condensed schedule wouldn't have been great, but you got to hope they come back with some fire. They have, they have been playing better since they had that basically like where they just kind of had that meeting where they told each other, you know, whatever they needed to say. Um, and they got on, they actually went out and got a reinforcement, which I think will, will be helpful. Um, you know, some insurance if, um, you know, obviously if Josh Richardson, um, you know, can't make it back or, or it's going to take a little bit. So listen, speaking of insurance guys, uh, the primary sponsor of the basement is simple health advisors. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated. Email them or give them a call today and tell them the basement sent you. Uh, talk to our guy, James Pugh. That's J P O U G H at simplehealthadvisors.com or call him 321 345 7738. James is the best. Thank you very much. And definitely call him for any and all insurance needs. Insurance doesn't have to be complicated. That's exactly right, the Harry. Well said. Usually George does it. I've kind of retired from reading the ad, so I'm glad. Hey, you we guys chucked kind of that lob, and it felt like the lob got stuck on there. Like the, the, I was going to wait for Harry to get his piece off, and then the the, the graphic came up. We're, we're we're in shambles. This is our vacation too, by the way. Also, exactly. our break is our break. So, Speaking of vacation, I thought it was really funny. Not George's dog also thought it was really funny. It was like, hey, he's onto something. No, um, how everyone was like. Terry Rozier has played X amount of games with the Miami Heat, and he's had one practice. Well, the All-Star breaks a couple days away. He'll be able to get some practice reps in, and then he goes and tweaks his ankle. Um, so all that practice time is kind of down the gutter. Um, he's been resting because he needs to because that was a very serious ankle injury it looked like he had. We thought it could have been knee. We were all talking in the in the, the podcast chat saying, like, hey, what do we think the odds are that this is you know serious because he was grabbing his knee? Turns out we were very, very fortunate to find out, you know, with just an ankle, he'll miss a little bit of time, but he'll be back. Um, same thing with Jimmy. We don't know how serious that is. You know, hearts, you know, hearts go out to him. Hopefully it's all okay and he'll be able to come back sooner rather than later too. But to this team's credit, it's weird. We always joke about they're healthy for a game or two and then someone leaves the lineup and that's usually when they play better anyway, right? When Spo has a depleted roster of players to pick from a cabbage patch ass roster he'll go in and he'll that's when they make their runs that's when they hit strides now that terry's out now that josh richardson's out we don't know if jimmy's gonna play in new orleans they they very easily could win three in a row and then what i don't care how this road trip works because i know harry i think you told me the schedule before we hit record on the pod it's like they start in new orleans they go to sacramento then they have uh, Portland and then Denver. Already scheduled Denver as a loss. It's not because the Nuggets are defending champions. It's not because they have Jokic. It's not because they have you know uh, Jamal Murray or or Aaron Gordon or they're a phenomenal team. It's because it's the Denver Nuggets and the Heat do not win in Denver. It, they never have. Not not literally, but they never have and they never will. Just get used to that. Pencil in as a loss. You'll be a lot happier when that game comes up and you see the result. As long as they win in Portland, I'll be happy. As long you cannot have Joe Cronin win. You can't. Even Dame during All-Star Weekend's been floating out. Right before we recorded too, Dame gave out his starting five lineup that he would want to play with. Bam Adebayo's the center. Well, whoop-dee-dee. Look at that. You can't lose to Portland. 
We don't know who's going to be back for that game. You can't. That That's an important game just for like, it, it, it's bigger than just that one individual game. That, that guy fucked you over, even though the front office and Pat Riley also fucked themselves over. You can't, you can't let that shit team the, the, the product they've put out there. This is one of the worst ratings-wise seasons for Portland Trailblazers in their history as an organization. You can't lose to that, which is exactly why the Heat probably will. But that that schedule is what they have now. Like Harry was talking about, six straight games on the road is daunting. But like he said, too, they started off really, really well. That's a, that's a phenomenal game in Milwaukee, by the way. We haven't even touched on, aside from Harry talking about it for a second. They shot the lights out. They gave Giannis PTSD to last year's playoffs, the way that they were shooting. I am no longer, and I know we joked about it too, because we recorded the night that Doc Rivers supposedly got hired by the Bucks, And I said, if that's true, I am no longer afraid of the, the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs. It turned out to be true. We saw what that squad looks like and what they'll probably look like against the Heat if they meet in the playoffs. I'm not scared. I'm not. We'll get into like what we think the Heat will finish at later on down the line, but how do you guys feel about where, where they stand right now? George, we'll go to you because Harry's kind of already touched on that. Are you talking about in terms of the rest of the season or in terms of as, as they stand? The road, the road trip right now that we're looking the road at. That's still, what, four more road games before they play again at home. They've got a lot of breaks between those games as well. I'm not going to lie. There's not like a lot of back-to-backs. You've got a whole bunch of two-day breaks. I feel like Jimmy will be back post-all-star break. I feel like he, he, I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, we don't know. I don't know what happened, who passed away, who who died. I don't know. I don't know anything. So we're sitting here. Hopefully, he's all right. Uh, but I, I believe that there's a good chance he'll be back in time for the first game, which is my Friday and your Thursday. So then it comes down to Terry Rozier. Now they know they said that there's no big injury. They were like he avoided any major injury, anything like that. Does that still mean he'll be out for like two to three weeks? Probably. Probably another two weeks before he comes back, um, which is a shame. But the 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 signing of the long rides really is going to help them a fair bit. I've, I've been saying it for months. This team does not need another forward. This team does not need another center. This team needs a defensive-minded point of attack def- defensive guard. Badly. Badly. So, to go, like, I, I thought Jamara Booyag would have been able to do it for them. Like, I, but they end up going with. Don't look at me like you that. already met your he's quota. A, he's a defensive-minded point guard. That's what they need. It's what he is. I thought he would be able to fill the role. Instead, of they went out and they got a veteran. Good choice. Good choice. All right. You happy now, Harry? I'm not advocating for more G League talent. I, no, I mean I like Bouye. I just don't. I don't know if he needs to be mentioned at the rate that you mentioned him. So I just that's twice. Yeah, twice. Two, times, two, two times too many. Yeah, infinite more times more than I would have mentioned it. So, um, yeah, I, I think what I'm looking for out of the break is basically like, can they continue to play well, right? I, wins and losses, I think, are, are are not as important necessarily with this team because of how badly they were playing at the beginning of the year. Like, they just looked tired of each other. And so now that they've won six of eight now, um, they're looking better whether Jimmy's there or not. Uh, like you mentioned, LJ, they kind of play better when they're not completely, uh, you know, completely healthy, which is odd, but thinks so they'll be able to figure that out. But like, how do they come out of this break playing? Is Jimmy back? Is he not? Do they keep Hero and Duncan starting together regardless of Jimmy's back? I think that's interesting. 
because Duncan's numbers are so much better as a starter this year. I don't know how you continue to ignore that discrepancy between Duncan off the bench and Duncan as a starter. As George brought up, they officially uh, signed DeLon Wright yesterday after he got waived by the Wizards. He's a nice piece. I looked back at some tweets I had about him like, I wanted them to trade Oladipo in a second-round pick for DeLon Wright last June. Contract work made sense. Obviously, they got him a little bit cheaper. So that's going to be, you know, they wanted to get under the second apron the Heat did. But um, he's the kind of he's the kind of player they were looking for. The point of attack defender, all the stats are saying he's like in the high 90 percentile in terms of steals, deflections. Um, he's kind of elite at navigating screens, which a lot of the Heat guys they have are not that good at that. Um, and for me, it's it's essentially uh, Josh Richardson insurance as well as he might be a better fit down the stretch for what he can do. He's a better defender than Josh. Um, he He's not shooting well overall this year, but he is shooting 37% from three. And you know on a Heat team, it's all about the corner three. So hopefully he can get that shot working for them. They're not going to ask him to shoot a lot. They're not going to ask him um, to create a lot. They're just going to see, you know, what he can do. And guys, if we're you know, LJ and I, again, where we were discussing this pre-show, like if you have to go through, a, you know, a Bucks team with Dame and Drew Holiday, if you have to go through a Knicks team with Jalen Brunson, if you have to go through a Celtics team, I, I apologize, Drew's on the Celtics. I, I just mix them up. But if you have to go through these, these guards, if you have to, I don't think it would happen based on the standings, but if you have to go through a Halliburton or a Maxi. You need guys that can, Garland. A Garland, yeah. You need guys that can we we need elite guard defense, which we did not have. Uh, and that's what Delon Wright does. I don't know how many minutes a game he's gonna be playing. I wouldn't expect more than like 15, 15 to 20 at most, if he really catches on. But he's a guy that spoken trust. He's obviously here um because his brother was the draft pick of the Heat, Darrell Wright. And I think it's good to like, he's a guy I've been wanting. I would have traded for him. Um, and I know I was mentioned on the five reasons sports podcast when they got him. like, maybe they're looking into a next year thing. Like in case Josh leaves, you know, I'm not, I guess they'd give him part of the mid level, assuming if the heat can get off of some contracts, but we'll see what happens with that. But definitely it's like a move that helps them now. It helps them in the immediate in terms of obviously the protection of Josh is not great coming back from the shoulder. Um, Maybe even Caleb too. Yeah. Basically the same height. Yeah. So it's interesting because um, DeLon's like six, five, I think he has a six foot seven wingspan and he can guard up. So like you could easily, you want him guarding more like ones and twos, but he can easily guard some small forwards and probably even some power forwards, especially you, out on the You perimeter. know Spo's going to have him guarding fours. You just yeah. know it. Especially especially out on the perimeter, because I think that's where Bam gets exhausted, where he has to switch so much and he's out there. Like, let him roam down low and take care of that. Like, let let DeLon and, and these other guys take care. And I was saying on a stream when we first acquired him, like, if you need a stop and you need one stop to win the game, you can throw out a lineup with – Jimmy, Bam, uh, Highsmith, DeLon, and pick your guy, Caleb, Josh Richardson, whatever. That's a very tough lineup to score against. You don't have to worry about 
Um, you know, Duncan Robinson out there on defense. You don't have to worry about Tyler Hero on defense. You don't have to worry about Terry Rozier on defense. And that's a lineup that's going to get you steps. I think that's going to be a nice playoff um, thing that he can turn to when they need one stop to win the game. And um, they're going to have a lot of they're going to have a lot of players that, that require time now. Like they really do. Like you look if you go through a depth a complete depth chart. I'm not saying that they're all well suited for those types of minutes, but you got your starters. You've got Hero's going to get minutes. Duncan wants is going to is demanding minutes. Jimmy Bam, obviously, those are your four guys that are bet like and Terry Rozier. Terry, D- Duncan, um, Tyler, Bam, Jimmy. Those are your set pieces. Those are those those minutes are safe. Um, but then you got Delon Wright to fit in now. Highsmith, Caleb Martin, um, Jaime, uh, Jaime, Kevin Love. That's that. That's eleven players right there. Right? Kevin Strong. loves. De- Kevin loves is safe for the playoffs though because they yeah, do not have. Yeah, George. Yeah. I think. I think it's those. I think it's ten, and then Highsmith is eleven, and essentially like. I think Highsmith gets the boot in favor of Darrell. I think they've also done something where if they wanted to, um, George, they could probably give Kevin Smith a, a Kevin Smith. Oh my gosh, Kevin Love a couple get days off, and uh, you know let Highsmith come in and like have a game to do that. I thought, for example, like I think Jaime's played a lot. I think he was getting tired. I think you can kind of cut his minutes a bit in this regular season and let like let him create when he's out there, but not overexert him. Like the games where he was playing, yes, hey, he was great and play, you gotta play him 35 minutes with the injuries. You can cut him he's down. Stuck in the rim. It's the big one. He's still attacking the rim. That's the biggest thing he offered us. He, but I think that's because he's tired. Yeah, exactly right. No, you're you're hundred percent correct. I'm saying he stopped attacking the rim. He lost a lot of his value in terms of playing. Not not value as a player, but value in terms of playing him right now. If you're not going to attack the rim, if you're not going to put some of the pressure away from the three point line, then you need. And he's not that great of a three point scorer. So, and he was missing bunnies too. He was, and he's missing bunnies. Like I feel like his time. He sees the rookie wall. Everyone has. Everyone does hit a rookie wall. Wemby won't because he only plays 20 minutes a game and they just keep him at that for some reason, even though he gets like a triple-double with blocks, basically just doing Hassan Whiteside but with threes um, in 22 minutes. So, like, he won't hit a rookie wall per se. But now you got Alondis Williams. You just brought him up. You're going to want to see what he what he can bring. I feel like the injury problems on this team, I feel like Terra is going to be out for another three, like two, three weeks. Jimmy might be out for another. Might be, might be back in time for the start, but I don't think he like, – there might be a – you know, another week in there for him. The one thing that's going down, if touch wood, if Bam goes down and you're starting Kevin Love at center, like this, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely plain and simply, that team is dead. I don't care what else you put in that team. You That is not making the playoffs. And that sucks too, because they, if that happens, yeah, obviously I think that's, that's a mountain too high to climb over, but they've gotten very close just in the standings, because Harry, didn't you say it too? They're they're within a half game of the Pacers in the sixth seed right now. Yeah, they're right there. I think I think in terms of like strategy, you know, if you're looking at how high they can climb and what they want to try to do, because we were talking about this too, LJ. Like he'd have the fourth easiest schedule uh, remaining in the NBA based on records and strength of schedule. So they need to be like. I think what they need to avoid is they can't be eighth this year. I, I think facing the Celtics first would basically be a death knell. I'm not really worried about them later on, but I think early on, 
There's no they'd pressure be, on them at that point. They'd exactly. be, yeah, they'd be, they'd be healthy. They'd be they'd be pissed about last year. Like that might be tough. But if but if the Heat start building momentum, which we were kind of talking about, like they, could, I don't want them in the plan. But from the seventh seed, if it was like Cleveland or the Bucks at two, they could do it. They they could. Um, it's just more like if they end up in eighth again, I think that's a hole that's going to be a little too deep to climb out, climb out of. But like five, six, seven is probably five is the highest they could go. Um, which I still think is achievable because the which, Sixers which, are which bottoming is, out. Which it is, but I think we were also discussing like the Knicks was a tough series last year for the Heat. Like they're going to play good defense. They're they're significantly better this year. Um, to me, they got rid of. Uh, a guy who I think was really holding them back. I know he scored against us, but I just don't think he was helping them um, all around. Like RJ Barrett is a very empty calorie stat player to me. I, I, I've heard he's done better in Toronto. I have not watched a lot of their games, so maybe it's a better system for him. Maybe he's doing better. He's always been a very empty stat calorie guy for me. Like I don't see his stats equating to the t- to helping the team win. And I never have. So when he was getting hot, I'm like, good, because he'll miss when it counts. I feel the same way about Julius Randle, especially in the postseason. It'll be interesting to see if he can continue playing the way he's played this year, which is quite good, eliminating the threes, really working down low, back to the basket, taking the easy shots. And obviously you have to see how uh, OG recovers from the, cert- um, the bone he had removed. But... They were also in a little bit of a slump now, too, right before the All-Star break with the Knicks. They were surviving OG when Julius also went out. That ruined their rotation a little bit because we know Tibbs does, you know, absolute suicide by his players. 43 minutes a game per player. Just Exactly. Like, what's Dante DiVincenzo doing? Like oh, he's killing it. He's, I know, he's I know. like 24 and, and seven. <laughs> he's been incredible. And like, that's what they've needed to avoid an even bigger slide. He's not going to keep that up. So can it's I, like, can I, can I the read Knicks, you theoretically the Knicks could continue to slide because they, they have really been bitten by the injury bug. But if they don't to Harry's point too, like we were talking about before the show, I don't want to see the Knicks in the first round. That's a second round team that I'd want to see. I don't want to see him in the first. That is a physical exhausting series to where even if you win it, if the Heat lose it, if the Knicks win it, vice versa, neither team that comes out is going to be feeling rejuvenated, being like, oh, sweet, we got a playoff win under our belt. You're going to be in utter hell saying that, damn, we just got out of that. Now we have to play another team, which would probably be Boston or Milwaukee. You don't want that. So it's like it. You want Milwaukee in the first round. You, ideally, yes. That I would want Milwaukee or Cleveland in the first round. That's what I would want. If I was Miami, obviously the Heat wouldn't admit it. I don't think they even play by those rules necessarily after what happened to Milwaukee in 2021 where they like purposely positioned themselves to get the Bucks and then got mollywopped. I don't think they'll, they've done it again since then because they've always had the higher seed except for last year. I, I, I don't think they'll purposely avoid an opponent, but I, I do think they would think twice before matching up with the Knicks in the first. Can I just read something out very quickly? This is Precious Precious Achua, Precious Achua, and he stats over the last seven days. 15 and a half points, 15 and a half rebounds, three steals, so three, three assists, and a block and a half in 41 minutes of play. He had a game where he had 12, 16, four steals, 10, eight, one block, 
17-5-3-3 steals, 13-16, and 3 blocks with his two steals, 8 and 17 rebounds, and 23 and 14 rebounds with five assists. When These you're playing the whole game, someone's got to get the stats. 40, right? 43, 40, 43, 43, 39, 41, 40, 42, 43, 40. Those are your minutes played. Those are not they, everyone's like, oh, he's killing it. He's he's back. It's it's pressure to no no no, it's tips sports. killing him, is yeah. what it is. He's sitting there and he's the towel's being thrown, he's shitting himself, he's crying, he's like, getting the fuck off the floor. Please water <laughs> Sandy. It's straight, straight out of a fucking straight off, out of a SpongeBob thing, right? It's crazy. Like they're he's being rinsed full like pause, but still <laughs> he's <laughs> They're destroying him. Pause. <laughs> that man is getting <laughs> destroyed. That man is getting destroyed out there. And it's not fun because he's going to injured too. That's why I'm not afraid of the Knicks. Look, the Knicks actually have probably the brightest future out of any team. And in the East so far, I feel like they've got a ridiculous amount. They got four first-round picks this year, by the way. Four first-round picks. Washington... Um, I think Washington, Dallas, and someone else that's pretty crap. And Detroit. Detroit, they've got all their picks. And they've got the New York pick. So I feel like the, the, the next step is pretty obvious. They're just loading up on assets to go and get a Donovan Mitchell or then trade the ass that is Randall and trade him for someone good. Like if Dame leaves, comes to Miami next year, just for whatever, they want to trade him. And then Giannis says, I'm out. Giannis is going straight to New York. I think that does realistically happen, though, too. Not Giannis yeah. going to New York. I, no, I do. No, but if, if I think Dame does, I, I think Dame is. I think if Milwaukee loses early, they, they'll year, they'll cut their losses. They'll try and get they something will. they want, and he'll say, "Please send me to Miami." Miami will send uh, two first round picks, Tyler Hero, and whatever makes that homecoming. Tyler homecoming. Hero back to Wisconsin, and it's going to be nice for him. And then Giannis is going to ask out, <laughs> and he will go to New York for Julius Randle for first round picks. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo and a whole bunch of other players. And that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to get better and better. Like the deal, with, they might even give five first round picks. Not that they can, but they might. How do you feel about that, Harry? That that moving any mountains for for you? Ugh, I don't know. I don't want to like... I'm trying to think of... You guys know I want Hero Gun. I just, I'm like... I'm trying uh. to just... I just say it. We all say it. I don't give a shit anymore. I want him out of the team. I'm tired of him. I know, but I feel like I feel like every time I've been really like gung ho about someone being gone, they're still here. Like Duncan Robinson's still in my life. I never. I'm supposed to buy people drinks whenever he gets moved. I, I might never. I might be never buying those drinks. <laughs> um, you know the math and stuff. Like the Rozier trade makes makes it seem like. I would be shocked if Hero's not gone this summer, but like, I don't know. They, they obviously just think real highly of him because I, I guess they were worried about moving him now because his stock wouldn't have been that high. I don't know if it's going to be higher after a playoffs. Unless he's averaging 20, 23 and and five and five with decent scoring. There's that's a world where he. There is no well. way. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm saying that's what he'd need to do. Because his stock right now is low in the playoff. Playoff stock is the lowest it, it can be. Like it, it, it's the truth. But if he goes, if he goes brazy and he shoots fifty percent from the field, forty-two percent from three, 
23 points, five rebounds, five assists, cuts down the turnovers, you know, and 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 shoots smarter shots. You know, it just has a better shot selection. That that that, that kind of just completes him as a player. Then, like that's at that point why I move him because he's a perfect shooting guard besides the defensive end. But the the fact of the matter is, you've got a year left after this of, of good Jimmy, in my opinion. You got one more year after this of good Jimmy. Then Bam comes out of his contract along with his two best friends, Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, in 2026. Now, there's a situation, and this is so far into the future, it's it's basically just stupidity. This could either age so well or really, really bad. There's a situation where Jimmy comes off the books. Tyler Hero gets off the books. You know, they, 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 kick, they kick everyone out. They bring Bam back, and then they sign. They do the big three all over again. And they bring Donovan Mitchell and Tatum to Miami, and then they win championships together. Those who don't acknowledge history are forced to repeat it. Exactly right. Ah, you know, Gandhi said that. Imagine imagine if that happened though. Imagine they all leave. Tatum doesn't accept the the supermax contract out of out of uh out of the Celtics. He goes, I want to leave. He goes to Miami, bam stays in Miami. Donovan Mitchell goes, I'm staying, I'm going to Miami. They go above the 27th uh, threshold. And they paid forty six billion dollars in tax. <laughs> Mickey would have an aneurysm. Yeah, Mi- just, and then that's the only, the only thing about that. Like, I I can definitely see Mitchell leaving Cleveland, even if he like. So I'm expecting him to be a free agent the year after next. But even if he like opted into that or signed a no, he wouldn't sign an extension. Even if he opted in and wanted to be a free agent in 2026, like Tatum's the guy. I don't think you can pat like whatever he thinks about the Celtics, and even if he's like has an idea of maybe like, yeah, I don't know if I want to play my whole career here. I don't know how you turn down the Supermax at this point you're in time. Right. Like, you're, you're better off just taking it. Like, the same thing with Jalen Brown, right? Like, what? why would he ever turn down that kind of money? I think the Celtics are stupid to giving it, for giving it to him. And he has a trade, a bonus. So if they ever move him, like, he is cashing in. Which I think, you're, to your point, George, if – if Tatum does sign that Supermax extension and they don't win this uh, this coming summer, like they have to think about moving Brown. There's no way you can't have two. You can't have two Supermax contracts like that you, on the. You board. just can't. It, you could if they were both great players who work together. You can if you're continually coming up short. But can, but can guy, you I mean, on this current roster? Can you? Because Drew Holiday's making a shit ton of money. Well, they have to. Well, he's a free agent. is making a shit ton of money. And, yeah, Porzingis they extended. So yeah, that they, they'd have to figure yeah. all that out. You still want to pay Al Horford. He's he's a massive part of what they're doing over there. Al Horford's huge for what they're doing over there. Peyton Pritchard's going to be a free agent. Hopefully, he gets dropped and kicks out of the NBA altogether. But they like those players are going to want to get paid. Yeah, let's. And, I, I want to end this pod on this. I want, and then we can kind of like we can revisit in a week, maybe post road trip. Like, give me your thoughts on because we're we're what 70 percent through the season or something like that. Where did the Heat end up to you, and like, can they make a run from there? Like, give me a seed that you think and where they're gonna go. Five, and they can make it to the UCF again. I think they realistically can. The like I last time I talked, I was talking about the path and what you kind of want to see. You you get five, there there there's a good shot that you can you can make things happen. You can get there as long as you're not playing the Knicks. Um, I still think they can beat the Knicks, but then that that leads you into a very difficult second round. 
I think they they can finish five, but I'll I'll adjust on the fly now. I'll say six is where I hope they finish. You can get the Bucks in the first, then you can get whoever in the second, and then you can get Boston in the in the ECF again. It's a mental hurdle at this point for the Celtics. Um, the last couple times that Miami has played Boston, Boston has been the better team with the better record. Minus two years ago when the Heat were the one seed. Every time since the big three that the Heat have played in the playoffs, Boston has a better record except for that one time. Um, but that doesn't matter. doesn't matter who the better team is in the regular season. doesn't matter who the better team is in the playoffs up until your series. It's a mental hurdle for the Celtics. Um, the Heat have that over them. That's hard to get over. The monkey on the back is hard to shake. It genuinely is. I don't... If there was a Boston team to do it, I would say it's this year's Boston team because they feel different. Does that change in the playoffs? It can, absolutely. I don't know if it will. I, I think their run probably ends against Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals just because I don't think they have answers for Porzingis. Every time they've played him so far, uh, you know, Kristaps has gone, not nuclear, but he's gone... He, off. He's had a good game. He's gotten over 20 points. He's gotten double doubles. It's it's another annoying body to throw at Bam. The Bam's stronger then, but it's it's a tough matchup. Not like Robert Williams tough, but it's still there. Um, and even then, even if they get past them, are they better than anybody that would come out of the West? Not in my opinion. So again, it would it would be another all for not run. Thanks for the memories type beat, but you lose in the finals. Um, that that's what I think you're probably looking at. It's like deja vu all over again. It's what you're probably looking at until you make a significant upgrade at your third scorer or your second scorer to push Bam to third, and or you know, like that that kind of whole. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think they go sixth and then they make a run to the finals. Um, run to the run. They'll make an Eastern Conference Finals run. I feel like they beat anyone in the first round, and when they're fresh and they're ready to go, there's no team that's more dangerous than Miami when they when they're counted out, just like last year. It'll happen again. I actually think they might make it in the second round and get kicked out against a team like the Cavs. Like the Cavs are just a scoring powerhouse, and if you if you've got a team that's lacking in terms of fitness, you, they'll they'll punish for you. Same with the New York Knicks. I don't, I'm not afraid of the Knicks. I, don't, I think that Brunson, what he did last year, is a bit of a fluke against us. He's a good player. He's definitely a good player. He won't do it again. It won't happen again. I I, I thoroughly doubt it. I thoroughly doubt it. He's too small. Playing with fire. He's too small. He's that's, not going to do it again. No, that's what I thought before. I don't. I'll never doubt him again. He was same. I thought it was a sham too. He was the best. I saw him he was cook us in that series. In, he was the best player in that series. He was. Oh no, he was definitely he was better than anyone we had. And I like yes, I, that's why I like the Delon the the Delon Wright signing even more. But I'm not doubting him. I I doubt the rest of the Knicks before I doubt him. I I doubt Tibbs. Like again, we've talked about this on streams and pods and everything. Like. The Heat are going to have the coaching advantage out east. There's no, there's no coach that I think is better than Spo. And so, so even if your argument is, man, the talent gap between Team A and the Heat is, you know, decent, or Team B and the Heat, like, you know, in a seven-game series, I think, assuming our guys are healthy, we're going to have a good shot at it. I agree with you, George. I think it's six. I just don't see, like, yes, they could catch fifth, but. I'm not sure if they're going to do that. And I think six puts you in like a decent spot where you can catch the three seed. Then you can, um, you can beat the two seed and then obviously most likely beat the Celtics. And that's the best way to do it. 
And I think that's what that's what they need to do. I think don't think the play in again. I think they're asking for trouble. Like we said, I think if it's seven, they could do it, but why put yourself in that situation again? It's an extra game you don't need. You lose and you're looking at, you know, one loss being the end of not even making the postseason. And it's just not a place they need to be in again. And they could they could also you guys remember how long I I haven't looked at the schedule, so I don't know if they changed it all. But you remember how long of a break there was between the end of the season, the play-in, and then the playoff starting? There's like five or six days. That would be great for a team like the Heat to get some time off after the regular season to, to get ready for round one. That, so hoping they can do that. I really think that that this team, if it all came together, do you know what I mean? Like I I've given a lot of shit to Pat Riley into the front office for good reason because they haven't they haven't mitigated risk at all with this team. It hasn't happened. It won't happen for the rest of Jimmy's days here. Give it's too late to mitigate risk. That's already come out. I mean, it's it's too much. But if Hero actually was a defensive capable shooting guard who knew when to pass and was happy taking thirteen shots a game off the bench, this team would be elite. This team would have a chance at getting back to the finals. It's just not going to happen. I feel like you have some of the pieces there. I, I feel like they're just way too, they're way too in like inept at trying to f- figure it out with Tyler Hero. They're just too afraid to upset him. Like he's going to leave for nothing. Most of us saying good fucking riddance, but they don't see it like that. They see the homegrown talent sort of thing. We drafted him. We wanted him to be ours. He's not fucking Dwayne Wade. Brother, you will never be Dwayne Wade. He's, it doesn't matter what happens, but they, they, they're so, unless they're willing to make some really tough decisions down in South Beach, they're not going to win something this year. I think that's well said and a good spot to end it. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Spending some time with your favorite random scrubs. Remember, everyone, take care and be good people. Need a stop and a rebound. For you. For three. Oh, my. That was the Random Scrub Heat Podcast.